Hi, we're up. Okay. <laughs> Hello, nerds. Um, yeah. So, some technical issues as per usual, but at least the news portion of the show tonight is should go off without a hitch, assuming everything uh, happens as it's supposed to. <laughs> okay. Um, I am just very focused right now on what was going to be an issue, but does not seem to be the case anymore. Audio is good. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Okay, good. All right. Hello, nerds. Um, no real housekeeping right now. Um... Yeah, I got nothing. I got I we're 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 going skiing again next week, so that's going to cause for some uh uh shortening of things, but otherwise a regular week should ensue. Two weeks? Oh, I'm sorry, two weeks. So next week should be fine. 2 weeks out is when we're going skiing. Um What? Oh, yeah. Oh, we're going to see Winnie the Pooh, right? And Brian Regan. Yeah, okay. So I'm being I'm being uh, corrected live. Uh, Brian Regan, I'm going to see one of my favorite comedians ever, Brian Regan, next week. And we're going to be seeing Winnie the Pooh because we uh, one of our lo- the, uh, local theaters was in, like, the top 20, I guess, of theaters across... <laughs> across the country for uh, attendance for Winnie the Pooh, which means they get perks of uh, getting to show the movie for a longer period of time. Remember I told you they're going to stretch it out uh, and they're stretching it out for sure. Uh, Apparently like the top 15 or top 20 theaters get uh, a longer run of dates for the movie, um, presumably until they decide otherwise which will then mean it's going to streaming i would imagine so uh next week is going to be a little bumpy and then the following week is also going to be a little bumpy but i'll try and let that affect the shows as little as possible Mm. tonight's drink selection is the new coca-cola move um it's a creation it's their current creations flavor so far they have not been able to top the starlight i we liked the star well i don't know i probably liked it more than than she did yeah starlight oh no okay she does like it <laughs> but it's soda so it is what it is <laughs> the move is i'm okay with the move like i think move might be better than dream world but I don't think it's it can hold a flame to starlight. <laughs> uh, it's almost like a vanilla e kind of flavor. But so um, I think that's everything. I think we've touched on all of the stuff. Uh, yeah. So I don't have the proper windows open because I'm a winner. I think we're going to come out the gate with the um, Cavill stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
My computer is letting me know that we're being tracked. <gasps> oh, no. Um, where am I going? I got to go to studio and then live. And we are currently live and it's public. Good deal. <laughs> Sometimes when you go live on YouTube, for some unknown reason, it doesn't set it as a public uh, stream. So uh, you have to double check that from time to time to make sure it's happening. Uh, I believe we are to a the spot. All right. We are where we need to be. Let's get going on these headlines. We've got news to cover. Sorry that the we had such a meandering intro bit, but, you know, things happen, and I had to make sure that everything was working. So, there we are. Let's get into the news. Trying to... Hey, hey! Trying to work with two monitors today. That was one of the issues, one of the technical issues that affected us getting up and rolling on time. Um, so, starting in Cosmic Book News, we have a rumor to jump things off. We will get to the Superman thing, but first thing first, uh, Robert Downey Jr. rumors are back, man. We They keep coming, they keep coming, they keep coming, they keep coming. Um, I, I still don't think that it's going to happen. I just don't think they're going to bring him back. Maybe we might get a cameo. Oh, and this is from Giant Freaking Robot, too. So, yeah, very, <laughs> very unlikely. These guys have uh, less than sterling track record with these. Um, so, according to, Cos uh, as reported by, I guess, Cosmic Book News, we have, uh, it's claimed that Robert Downey Jr. is going to return to Marvel as Iron Man in a new series along with Captain America. So, new series, oh boy. Uh, according to Giant Freaking Robot, whose live-action How to Train Your Dragon scoop was just proven correct. So, one out of ten... <laughs> Uh, sources fill in the site that Robert Downey Jr. will be back as Iron Man in a Disney Plus Nomad series. The comics, Steve Rogers becomes Nomad after abandoning the Captain America costume and title. Well, we don't have Steve Rogers in the mainline MCU anymore, so why would we get a Nomad series? That just doesn't stand to reason either. Uh, what does Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man rumors say? According to the info, the series will follow Captain America becoming Nomad after finding out the President of the United States is part of the... Oh, thank you. Part of the villainous Secret Empire. In the comics, Secret Empire is a storyline that deals with Hydra taking over the United States with an alternate uh, reality. Captain America also revealed to be a Hydra agent. An Hydra agent, maybe? Uh, the rumor for the MCU Nomad series uh, has it Captain America sheds his name and becomes Nomad as he cannot support America when finding out about this dark secret. Further, it's further claimed that the Nomad series will follow Cap as he travels back in time to return the Infinity Stones so that Cap runs into Tony in the past and explains the return of Robert Downey Jr. Uh... Sure. So, are they trying to say that they're... Ah, this is not... This is this is not this is kind of contradicting itself, and we'll get to the end of the article, and then we'll talk about the contradictions. Because which version of Cap? It's not it's not specifying which version of Cap. Oh, I guess it does right here. So 
further claimed that the Nomad series will follow Captain America, uh, which explains. So what it sounds like is a team-up series featuring Captain America and Iron Man, but what is not known whether or not Captain America happens to be played by Chris Evans. Exactly. Here are a couple of scenarios that uh, I, being the writer of the article, has come up with. Could the Nomad series actually follow Anthony Mackie as Sam Wilson, abandoning Captain America and becoming Nomad? That seems to stand to reason because they almost alluded to that at the end of the, uh, uh, what was it, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier series. Um... Kevin Feige just confirmed as President of the United States for Captain America, Harrison Ford, Thaddeus Ross, who is also speculated to become Red Hulk and featured in the Thunderbolts. So we see, per above, the Nomad River offers Cap finding out the President is a bad guy. Eh, I don't, I just, I th that that's a bit of a stretch, man. It's already being speculated. Harrison Ford's President of the United States is being fashioned after Trump, of course. Uh, so quite possibly in Captain America, New World Order, and Thunderbolts, the Anthony Mackie Captain America thinks President Ross is a bad guy, abandons Captain America, and becomes Nomad. Then goes on to be featured in the Nomad series. However, how the time travel thing would work with Mackie being Nomad isn't something I can quite figure out unless we get thrown back in time for some reason. Any guesses? Uh, and then uh, the second scenario in which uh, the writer has dreamed up. We have, uh, there's already rumors that Chris Evans is returning to the MCU, but it has been said probably not for New World Order, so maybe for the Nomad Disney Plus series. Maybe the Nomad series is somewhat standalone and follows Chris Evans' adventures when he returns the Infinity Stones to spend his entire lifetime. So that's the thing that, that that's contradictory. We'll get to that. Maybe during that time he comes across a uh, president who is a villain and becomes nomad. And yeah, so we have two separate rumors here that both of them cannot be true. First off, we have the rumor that uh, Captain America is going to find out that the current president is some sort of Hydra agent or a bad guy of some sort. So that stands to reason with Red Hulk. Sure, I can see that happening. Um... And then a secondary rumor, which cannot also happen, is that we are going to see this Nomad series take place uh, or some sort of series take place with Captain America when he went back in time to return the Infinity Stones. Not, uh, it, that's not Anthony Mackie to uh, uh, Captain America. That's just not. That's, there's, that's not how that works. <laughs> um... So yeah, that's that's our first article for the. I just there's no there's no credibility there. I, I let's actually let's open this up in another tab, and we'll come back to those guys in a minute. Uh, Marvel's release date pushed back. Uh oh. The Marvel's movie, aka Captain Marvel Two, will now be released November tenth of this year instead of July twenty eighth. Disney has now moved up Haunted Mansion from August eleventh to the July twenty eighth release date. New poster at the bottom here. Oh, hey, Monica Rambeau at the top. That's pretty cool. So, uh, current release date schedule, we have uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, which just came out. Guardians of the Galaxy is after that, May 5th. The Marvels, November 10th. May 3rd, Captain America New World. Really? They're going to compete with themselves? That's stupid. Why did I not see that before? May 3rd for Cap. May 5th 
24. Oh, that's 2024. <laughs> I'm stupid. Uh, Thunderbolts, July 26th of 24. Blade, September 6th of 24. Deadpool. So this is, we talked about this in the most recent uh, pre-recorded episode. Blade and Deadpool. They, they said that Deadpool is going to be the first rated R MCU movie. So that means that Blade is going to be PG-13 at best. That's slightly worrisome, I think. Um, I don't know. Uh, continuing on, Fantastic Four, February fourteenth of twenty-five. Avengers: King Dynasty is what all of this is building to. May second of twenty-five, and then Avengers: Secret Wars, May first of twenty-six. Armor Wars and Shang Chi two both to be announced. Uh, Kevin Feige compares the Marvels to the Avengers. I don't know if that's a thing. But I, I'm digging the poster a bit, so there's that. Um, all right. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Media, Thursday box office, opens to $17.5 million. Uh, so, projection. Thursday previews were $12 million. 76 million opening three-day weekend. Oh, wait, that's... Yeah, that's the second movie. Okay, 2008's Ant-Man and the Wasp brought in $12 million on opening weekend. Uh, $76 million opening the three-day weekend. Ant-Man, the first one was 56 on its opening weekend. So, Quantumadia will have a four-day opening. Estimated 105 to $110 million. Industry estimates hoping as high as 120 I don't think they're going to hit that 120 <laughs> I will be surprised if they break a hundred million. To be to be quite honest, uh, remains to be seen as if Ant Man three will have any legs or if it's front loaded because of all the DC fans rushing rushing to see it first. Ant Man the Wasp: Quantum Media Thursday's preview box office is just about the same as Guardians two, which opened one hundred forty six million and finished eight hundred sixty three million uh, worldwide box office. So if Ant Man three can come anywhere near those numbers, that's a big win. Um, it is the second rotten. Uh, scored MCU movie, so that's troublesome. What isn't good is the news. Uh, what isn't good news is the critical reception. Am and Wasp Quantum Media Rotten Tomato score forty eight percent is right in line with Eternals forty seven percent. Oof! Uh, if you are a fan of a different story. If you're a fan, it's a different story as the Ant-Man and Wasp Quantum Media Rotten Tomatoes audience score is eighty four percent. So there you go. Mixed results from the fan reaction to Modoc hasn't been all that good. Yeah, I've heard Modoc looks like garbage, and they very much changed the character. <laughs> if uh, the flick can at least put Jonathan Majors as Kang over who is supposed to be the next big bad at the MCU, that should be enough. That's true. I I will agree with that for sure. <clears throat> All right, so here's our big headline, our big Henry Cavill headline. Uh, Henry Cavill rumored for Marvel again with Spider-Man UK. Henry Cavill happens to be rumored for Marvel again, this time possibly joining for the Spider-Man spin-off universe as Spider-UK. In the comics, Spider-UK is a multiverse version of both Captain Britain and Spider-Man set on Earth-833. Sound familiar? Earth-833 is the multiverse Earth that Mysterio said he's from in Spider-Man Far From... Oh! hey look at that and there's even a toy from the flick that resembles spider uk 
While we now know Mysterio isn't from the multiverse, we do see Marvel and Sony included an, East, an Earth 833 Easter egg, so maybe there really are plans to use Spider-Man UK at some point in the future. Rumor comes from Giant Freaking Robot again, said Henry Cavill may be joining Sony's Spidey universe, as it seems Sony is building a shared universe possibly around Spider-UK. That would be really interesting if that was their focal point. You know, that's where everything kind of coalesced was around Spider-UK. Uh, recently also saw the announcement about Spider-Man Noir live action series at uh, Amazon. We covered that in the regular show, so it might all be connected. We also uh, we can also add Henry Cavill has his Warhammer series in development at Amazon, so quite possibly maybe Henry Cavill will also be involved in the live action Spider-Man series from Sony at Amazon involving multiverse version of Catch in Britain and Spidey from the UK where Cavill is from, along with Spider-Man Noir and possibly others. That would be even cooler of a live action Spider-Verse situation going on. All over on Amazon Prime, one of uh, Disney's biggest competition. That's crazy. Site also theorizes that since Henry Cavill has been rumored to be playing Captain Britain in the MCU, that he can, uh, that he could both pl- play both characters, as Henry would simply play the different multiverse versions of the same character. Henry Cavill recently departed the role of Superman at DC Comics. Blah 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 blah. blah. Regarding Henry Cavill at Marvel, it's been said Marvel is open to casting him in the MCU. And at one time, there was even talk of having Cavill and Dwayne Johnson both join the MCU, which now could definitely happen as Johnson is also not continuing with Black Adam at DC. Uh, he wants us to think he might be, but he's not. It's, I mean, it's kind of the unspoken rule at this point, right? Uh, and then we go, whoa, oh my, knocking stuff over. That's the controller for a later. Um, and then it just explains who Spider UK is, which I kind of already did. So we are up to speed. Uh, all right. This is the next rumor that I was kind of, uh, itching to read. And that is JJ Abrams. Can't see chat in that window. That sucks. Let's go here. We're good. All right. Uh, JJ Abrams, Justice League Dark, JJ Abrams. We haven't heard a lot about the Abrams projects. Uh, since James Gunn has taken over, but I would imagine all of them are getting canceled. So let's see what's going on here. Uh, joining a bunch of other J.J. Abrams projects, now it is said that the Justice League Dark series has been canceled at Warner Bros. Discovery. The news comes with the announcement of HBO Max that HBO Max has greenlit Abrams' Duster series, which has been in development since around 2020. Uh, THI report uh, about HBO Max moving forward with Duster. It is noted uh, bold emphasis according to the author. In 2020, Duster was one of three bad robot projects announced for the yet to be launched HBO Max along with uh, the Shining offshoot Overlook and a Justice League Dark project. The latter two have since been scrapped. As has Abrams' long-developing sci-fi series Demimond uh, after concerns over its projected $200 million plus dollar budget. Wow, that's nuts. This leak dark getting scrapped isn't surprising, as in addition to a number of J.J. Abrams' projects getting canceled, James Gunn and Peter Safran are now in charge of DC Studios, which, is, which includes DC TV. That is absolutely correct. Oh, wait, did we get an official announcement about Keanu Reeves? Let's see. Confirms Akiva Goldsman. No kidding. It is not rumor anymore. 
100% confirmed. Uh, Constantine 2 is definitely moving forward with Keanu Reeves, confirmed by Oscar-winning writer Akiva Goldsman. Following the initial announcement in November... Uh, blah 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 now while discussing the new multi-year production deal with Warner Brothers Akiva Goldsman confirms not only is Constantine 2 in the works but the I Am Legend sequel is also moving forward which is weird to think about how do you do a sequel to that I did see uh, in an article the other day that uh, I Am Legend sequel is going to take place after the um uh, the 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 alternate ending version of uh, I Am Legend. So, quite interesting. Uh, Constantine two. What is it about? Blah blah blah. That's whatever. We will talk about that probably in the next um, regular episode. But that's pretty awesome. Watch Mandalorian season three first clip. We are not gonna do that on stream. Oh. Star Wars Celebration is happening soon, I believe. Uh, and there is expectations that we are going to hear. Lo siento. More technical issues. <clears throat> anyway, excuse me. So, Star Wars, uh, the Star Wars celebration is happening soon. Uh, there is hope. I don't know if it's rumor, but there is hope that they will be announcing new projects for the celebration. Or at the celebration, rather. Um, so, new Star Wars movie development for years, but that's... That is all expected to change. According to a report, Disney ex is expected to announce new Star Wars movies at the upcoming Star Wars Celebration Europe in April. THR reports Disney is putting the brakes on the MCU. The site says Disney is facing an uh, opposite challenge with its Star Wars content, as Star Wars has been absent from the big screen since the release of Rise of Skywalker back in 2019, so four years ago, which I think is, a, is okay. <laughs> considering what the last thing was that we got from them. Uh, according to the site, Disney is ramping up efforts to return Star Wars to theaters, which will see new film plans unveiled at Star Wars Celebration in London, which takes place April 7th through the 10th. According to those... According... Words, I can read. Regarding the, what those movies' plans are about, it's anyone's guess, as the site notes that... Patty Jenkins' Rogue Squadron may never materialize. Yes. Recently saw reported Damon Lindelof led a writer's room back in July to come up with ideas for new movies, so maybe that will be announced, which uh, we just talked about rumors dealing with uh, casting in the most recent regular episode, so go check that out. It's also claimed uh, Taika Waititi is still developing his Star Wars, or his take on a Star Wars movie, but uh, I have doubts what what TD flick will ever see the light of day due to the huge failure failure of Love and Thunder. Uh, maybe there will be some surprise announcements. So, 
Star Wars rumors specifically say, a recent rumor actually offers Disney wants to merge their sequel trilogy with the popular world created by Jon Favreau and Dave Filoni. That would be smart. Rumors offer Disney wants to fix the, quote, damaged Star Wars franchise by pairing Rey with Grogu in a new movie, along with Chewie, R2, and new characters. Whether or not the... I, I believe we talked about that rumor as well. Uh, remains to be seen if the rumor is legit, but it's safe to say the Star Wars franchise needs John Favreau. So if Favreau is interested, why not stick him on the movies? Exactly. I feel like Favreau would be interested so long as he could stay clear of Kennedy, right? Hmm. Alright. Next... Quantum Leap ratings beat by Magnum PI repeat. That's not good. Yeah, here we go. Uh, I Am Legend 2 moving forward with with Will Smith and Michael B. Jordan. This might be the same source of what I saw the other day. Uh, I Am Legend 2 is confirmed to be moving forward with Warner Brothers with Will Smith and Michael B. Jordan on board uh, the sequel. Details for the sequel were first announced back in March of 22. And now original writer, Oscar winner Akiva Goldsman, who adapted the Richard, Ma- Richard Matheson 54 novel for the first film in 07, confirms I Am Legend 2 is happening. We're starting with two projects that are fun and very much Warner's. The sequel to I Am Legend with uh, Will and Michael B. Jordan and the sequel to Constantine with Keanu Reeves uh, that Francis Lawrence is going to direct. Goldsman told Deadline, so I'm coming out of the gate fast. We're doing it. J.J. Abrams and Francis and Keanu and I have been pretty deep in story breaking stage. That's interesting. It's an interesting group of people to do that. Movies are part of Goldsman's new multi-year deal with Warner Brothers, so his Weed Road production and his Weed Road production company. Uh, What is I Am Legend 2 about? Details for the sequel include that it will follow the novel but it's not known how Michael B. Jordan will fit into things as of yet. Uh, if I remember correctly in the novel, um, the main character, Arthur Neville, effectively is the bad guy to the new crop of... Uh, I mean, how can you... All right, <laughs> let's take an aside for a moment, shall we? Let's go Let's go look this up, just because I... I I feel like my memory of it is fairly good, but I don't want to be wrong. So go check out the wiki. I am legend uh, novel. Zombie and vampire literature. Yeah, okay. So it was Last Man on Earth, uh, Omega Man, I am legend, Night Living Dead. In yeah, so there is a there is a secondary character in the novel named Ruth. Um, after three years, Neville suddenly sees a terrified woman named Ruth in broad daylight. There is, it's an infection. It's like a it's it's an infection that turns you into a vampire, effectively, which is why the creatures in the movie are affected by sunlight. So, the creatures in the books, while they do um, harass him at the be or in the book, rather, harass him at the beginning, 
eventually, like, he becomes the bad guy. And he, like, scares them. And they're... We're, uh, new superstition and legend just as vampires once were to humans. Yeah, he becomes he becomes a legend. He that's why it's called I am legend because they start telling horror stories of humans to their children. And so if you're going to stick to the book and you're introducing Michael B Jordan, maybe Michael B Jordan takes the Ruth role and I don't see how that would be conducive to anything, really. But maybe Michael B. Jordan takes the Ruth role. And so that's who he starts to interact with. Uh, But, I mean, then you're fundamentally not following. And you fundamentally can't follow the books because... Uh, they're mindless creatures. They're not harassing him. They're not. They're not uh, causing him mental anguish necessarily. I mean, the mental anguish is there. It's just from a different source. It's he's getting caused mental anguish because he's alone, not because the the vampire zombie creatures are like verbally harassing him, which is what happens in the book. So. I don't know. I, I feel like because they've strayed so far off the path already, it would it'll be very hard to course correct back to the books. Uh, but the article continues on, and it says, "This will start <clears throat> quote. This will start a few decades later than the first revealed Goldsman. I'm obsessed with The Last of Us, where we see the world just poke all, where we see the world just post-apocalypse, but also after a 20 or 30 year lapse. You see how the Earth reclaims the world, and there's something beautiful in the question of as man steps away from being the primary tenant, what happens? That will uh, that will especially that will be especially visual in New York. Sorry, I can read today, I promise. Uh, Goldsman continued. I don't know if they'll climb up the Empire State Building, but the possibilities are endless. We trace back the motion, or the original Matheson book, and the alternate ending as opposed to the released ending in the original film, which I still have not been able to get my hands on for some reason. Matheson was talking about was that man's time on the planet as the dominant species has come to an end. So if that's what he means by going back to the source material, then I can see how they can turn it into that, but... I did beyond that it's a bit of a stretch it's really an interesting thing we're going to explore there will be a little more fidelity to the original text mm. uh, as noted instead of going with the original ending sequel will follow the alternate ending I am legend which is closer to the book the alternate ending Will Smith's character didn't blow himself and the alpha male up to save the cure and the cure wasn't handed over to the military, but Will Smith's character survives. The alternate ending sees Will's uh, character release the female to the alpha male via the wiki. Uh, during the lab attack, the alpha male dark seeker creates a butterfly shape while attempting to break through the glass into the laboratory. Neville realizes it's referencing the butterfly shape tattoo on the female dark seeker's neck, and the alpha male is trying to recover his mate. Neville puts down his gun uh, and returns to the female. 
Neville and the alpha male stare each other down, and Neville apologizes after seeing the latter emotionally break down upon his mate's return. Although the alpha male initially contemplates killing Neville, he forgives him his former adversary and departs with the rest of his pack. Once they are gone, a shocked Neville looks over at the many pictures of his test subjects and realizes he has become a monster in the eyes of the infected, showing remorse for the experiments he has undertaken over the years. Next morning, Neville abandons his research and heads along with Anna and Ethan to Vermont as a change man in the hope of finding the survivor's colony. They cross George Washington Bridge while Anna delivers a hopeful monologue, ending the statement, you are not alone. Oh, it's on YouTube? I honestly have never tried to watch it on YouTube. I'm not going to lie. That's crazy. Okay. So, yeah. So, I can see how they would, like, reference the original source material, but I don't think they're going to be able to turn back to the source material, because that's a little silly. Um, next piece we're talking about. Superman and Lois trailer shows off new Fortress of Solitude. That's key. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes wrapped. Hey, nice. So, Planet of the Apes movies coming soon-ish. Uh, we got our first look at Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn as well, right here. Sorry for those of you listening in post, you can't see it, but it's it's not really her as Harley Quinn. It's her as Harleen Quinzel, probably, but I don't believe it's her as Harley Quinn yet because the only makeup on her face is the lipstick from the Joker kissing her. Ow. It's okay. I can fix it real quick. Camera froze. Give me a moment. Where are you? Let's go to this. Gotta fix the camera. Give me a second. Give me a second! Nope, that didn't do it. There we go. Sorry about that. Alright, let's return, shall we? To the news! Oh, come off it. Uh, my... My computer is not keen on working well with two monitors, apparently. It's being a jerk. All right. So, yeah. Uh, it's an Elseworlds story. We already know this. We see Gaga as Harleen Quinzel. Uh, Modoc leaks online, reveals awful Marvel Ant-Man 3 CGI. And now we are into ground covered in the most recent regular episode. So let's change sources. We're going to go to uh, Giant Freaking Robot and talk about some more, sh uh, more rumors because these guys are rumor mongers if I've ever seen one. Oh, we got to go to the main page. The heck, man. Chris Evans returning in Captain America New World Order. Really? Zach Galifianakis joins a Disney live, ad live action adaptation, apparently. Rumor has it that uh, Lilo and Stitch is currently under production, and Zach Galifianakis is set 
to star in the upcoming original. Uh, Disney Plus original, rather. His role is still under wraps. The film is being helmed by Deem Fleischer Camp, uh, who is best known for his Oscar-nominated indie film Marcel in the Shell with Shoes On, starring Jenny Slate. Galifianakis is hilarious. That would be interesting. I don't know who he could play in a Lilo and Stitch movie, but, you know, it is, it is what it is, I guess. Mm-hmm-hmm. Eminem almost played Mark Wahlberg's best role. Okay. Vin Diesel teases Fast X returning two fan-favorite franchise characters. Disney's best reboot just got canceled from two hours ago. Oh, no kidding. The Mighty Ducks uh, series got canceled. Sorry, Mighty Ducks fans, but the reboot series is no more. Deadline announced Disney Plus has canceled the series after just two seasons. Announcement coincided with the announcement that John Stamos starring sports series Big Shot was also canceled. That's unfortunate. I didn't watch it, uh, but I've heard good things. Hugh Grant terrified of his latest movie set. Megan Fox don't care. Toxic Train is killing every animal in the area. Yeah, that's highly unfortunate. Last of Us, disgusting monster, now a sex icon. Oh boy, we're not getting into that. Pitch Perfect Star says, Studio completely controlled her body. Oh my god, it's probably Rain Wilson. Don't want to read about it. Scientists are turning dead birds into creepy flying drones. Oh my lord. This is supposed to be pop culture news, not weird science news. Uh, Jason Momoa just showed huge support for Ezra Miller. What? All right, we're getting into that. Jason Momoa shared his support for Ezra Miller on Instagram, which would be nice between friends except Miller's recent criminal troubles. No kidding. While it's easy to argue that social media has done more harm than good to humanity, one thing it's achieved is making it much easier for celebrities to stick their entire foot in their mouth. Such is the case of Jason Momoa, Aquaman in the DC Universe, and the newest villain to torment Vin Diesel in Fast X. After the Hawaiian star shared her posts on Inst- Hawaiian, he's he's from Colorado, I thought. Whatever. Um, offered support for Ezra Miller. We've covered the issues with Mer- with Miller. Yes, we've talked about it. Mo- Momoa shared the trailer of The Flash along with the pleasant caption, I'm so excited and proud of this movie. Love you, Ezra. Can't wait to see this. Aloha. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> For showing support in for Ezra Miller, a troubled star that recently pled guilty after changing his original not guilty plea regarding trespassing in exchange for two felony charges being dropped. Uh, and then this just goes on for to explain what our we already know about Ezra Miller. Like I said, it's super cringe that he's he's even potentially going to be able to keep his uh, job as the Flash. Ooh, Edgar Wright series? Interesting. With Daniel Radcliffe, no less. Dan- Daniel Radcliffe was recently announced as part of Andy Samberg's new Comedy Central series, Dig Man, alongside Edgar Wright and Maya Rudolph. Oh, it's an animated thing. Still kind of cool, I guess. 
All right, that's not as big as I wanted it to be, so we're going to move on. Oh, Brian Cranston takes over as Mr. Freeze for new Batman project. Probably an audio, another audio play thing, but let's get into that, shall we? Mr. Freeze rumored to appear in an upcoming Batman project and imaginative artwork proves that Brian Cranston is the perfect choice. I do not disagree. That would be a really cool choice. Perfect chills. Rumors circulating the internet suggest Mr. Freeze will haunt a new Batman project soon. Perhaps even uh, for Matt Reeves, the Batman Part 2. Giant freaking robot cre uh, created artwork that offered a casting suggestion for... Oh, really... Oh, what a clickbait headline. <laughs> Blah. I hate, I hate news or, or news sites like this. Just so much garbage. One Star Wars show already has a season two before the show has even premiered. Yellowstone killing off its best character. What is this? Yellowstone may soon kill off Wes Bentley's character. How is that their best character? Jamie is a weak spineless uh ineffective character like he is just uh uh, uh what's her name's punching bag why can't i think of uh whatever the daughter <laughs> he's her punching bag and that's the only purpose he serves one of the ways Game of Thrones changed television that we fans watch serious series with not only the preparation, uh, but the expectation that our favorite characters will perish before the end. Yellowstone is no different. As the first few episodes saw the eldest Dutton son lose his life in the first conflict against the competing Indian Reservation. Now that season five is trucking along, Screen Rant reveals there is a possibility that Jamie Dutton could die before the end credits roll on the hit Peacock series. Uh, Peacock? Or is it uh, Paramount? I'm pretty sure it's Paramount. Uh, there is a lot of evidence that Jamie Dutton's time on the series is coming to an end, as his conflicts with the family has done nothing but increase as the seasons go on. However, that has been the case for four and a half seasons, and he's still here. So the theory that Jamie isn't long for this fictional Yellowstone world has to be taken with a grain of salt. Slippery, controversial member of the Dutton family, has a knack for survival and perseverance, regardless of how disconnected he continues to become. Actor Wes Bentley understands the theory as he himself has been preparing for the, his character to perish since season one. That's as he should, I'm sure. The actor revealed that the role has taken its toll on him with the melancholy Jamie Dutton bringing him down. He's also confessed that he has felt that his character could die at any point, citing the reality of TV and the brutality of the Yellowstone as reasons his character could uh, die early on. However, Jamie Dutton has persisted through some of the most devastating and dark character revelations and story arcs. Yes, yes, he has. He's even often compared to the Game of Thrones character of Theon Greyjoy, going from a loyal family member to broken down and ostracized. What a fantastic! I have not heard that comparison, but I wholeheartedly agree. He's remained in a position of conflict against his sister Beth. There we go. Beth. That's her name. And Father John. One of the more devastating revelations Jamie Dutton's past is that while he is presented as one of the primary siblings of the Dutton family in Yellowstone, he is actually adopted. The fact that his cold sister never lets him forget. Alright, we're not going to just go into a character breakdown of who Jamie Dutton is, but that's interesting. I There wasn't a whole lot of uh, uh, evidence in that article to back it up, but very interesting nonetheless 
Uh, Henry Cavill is very self-conscious about one body part. I don't care. Marvel just delayed one of their most important upcoming movies. We talked about that. It's the Marvels. Patrick Stewart and Ian. Oh, yeah. Okay. This was another one. And I don't know why it took them because they're just reporting on this today. And I saw this in one of my other sources. I don't remember which. Uh, two or three days ago. Patrick Stewart may be done uh, with Jean-Luc Picard after the final season of Star Trek Picard comes out, but he's not done, quote-unquote, with his old friend Ian McKellen. In a recent interview with E.T. Entertainment Tonight, Stewart not only hinted that he and his old X-Men co-star are gearing up for a new collaboration, but that McKellen had expressed his willingness to return to the role of Magneto. Could that mean the pair are coming back for their signature Marvel roles, perhaps in Deadpool 3? I think more likely in uh, one of the Avengers movies, uh, uh, Secret Wars, I'm say, or Secret Invasion, rather, I would venture. Uh, Patrick Stewart is uh, was doing promotion, or uh, maybe Kang Dynasty, I guess that's equally as likely. Patrick Stewart was doing promotion for Star Trek Picard, and the subject came up of Ian McKellen, uh, Ian McKellen's reaction to his friend's cameo in last year's Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness. Over the course of 15 years, Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen appeared together in five of Fox's X-Men films, beginning with the game-changing X-Men in 2000, ending with 2014's X-Men Days of Future Past. It was through working on the first X-Men film that the pair became good friends, and they went on to forge one of the most beloved bromances of any fandom ever. Uh, yeah, I can see it. Stewart's hint has something to do with the two of them reprising the roles of Professor X and Magneto. Fans everywhere are sure to burst with glee. So there's no actual... Uh, all right, so their scooper, their inside source, is saying Deadpool 3. There's the fact that uh, Stewart has admitted he's spoken with Marvel about the possibility. Giant Freaking Robot scooped the news. Stewart was in talks for the movie last September. And, confer- and Picard star confirmed that he'd been, quote, told to stand by, unquote, just last week. So if Stewart is definitely waiting to hear about Deadpool 3, McKellen is supposed to be... Ah, interesting. All right, there's a little bit... There's a little something there, I suppose. It's possible. It's possible. Civilization of finally getting a long-awaited sequel. Danny DeVito returning as Phil in live-action Hercules remake. That's cool. Ronda Rousey in talks to play Thundra in Captain America New World Order. Worst Batman is not George Clooney. All right, I'm, I, I'll clickbait. Put it bluntly, Christian Bale was the worst Batman, worse than George Clooney even. You may simply think I'm trolling, but I can prove it. To start, Christian Bale's voice, the Cape Crusader, sounds like he's gargling hot gravel. That, yes, everyone agrees that that was probably the dumbest part of the Christian Bale Batman, but it's that alone isn't enough to give him the title of worst Batman. Let's move on to Bale's bat suit. It looks like BMX gear. Wow, that's dumb. Uh, have you seen any of the, uh, uh, oh, Lord, I'm going to, Brain fart his name. Uh, Bermejo. Have you seen any of the recent uh, Lee Bermejo art of Batman? It looks shockingly similar to the Christian Bale Batman suit. It looks better, sure, but uh, this dude, Zach Zagranis, does not read comic books. I am I am saying that right now. Dark Knight suit looks like uh, looks like after Batman gets done with the Joker, he's going to enter the X Games. That's the stupidest hot take I've ever heard. 
Compare that to the George Clooney suit. Yes, I know it's got nipples, but at least it looks like a superhero suit. No, it doesn't. It, it, Clooney doesn't even look like it fits on him. Like, come on. There's, there, I was, I was watching a V and Fuso video the other day, and he was doing a breakdown of why Clooney's not absolutely terrible, which I totally agree. Clooney wasn't like horrible, but he's definitely the worst Batman, worst live-action Batman. Uh, by far, by far. Worst, I, I would say, I don't know. Uh, uh, good Bruce. I like him as, I like his Bruce, but that, that's all he's got is Bruce. Um, like, you watch him move in that suit, and you watch him talk with Robin, and it just doesn't look like it fits. Like, it doesn't move. He looks very uncomfortable, very cardboard when the suit's on, and it's supposed to be the opposite. Christian Bale looks like that suit is a second skin, so dumb. Uh, 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 but uh, That would be Ben Affleck's suit. Yeah, Ben Affleck's suit is a great Batman suit. I do agree with that. Uh, there's no competition when comparing fighting styles. Clooney and Bale are the only two Batman to ever square off against Bane. The worst Batman fought the roided-out giant in the dumbest way possible. In Dark Knight Rises, Christian Bale stands toe-to-toe with Bane and trades punches like a boxer. Which is how it kind of happened. I mean, obviously in the comic books he's a lot more acrobatic because duh, it's a drawing on a page. But like... Oh, what a what a garbage hot take. What absolute trash. Uh, you think... You might wonder what's wrong with that. But see, Bruce Wayne is a work smarter, not harder kind of guy true but when put into that situation bane kind of took the smarter part out of it forced him to fight him hand to hand because bane also is a very smart character which they did fairly well in that movie he would quickly see that taking bane on face to face is futile and switch to another tactic like the one clooney uses swinging around a giant steel pipe it's not elegant. Oh my god, it's so not elegant. It's something they would have done in the uh, uh, six. What is it? 60, 66? Batman 66? Some they would have done the 66 series. A uh, live-action version wouldn't be as athletic as the hero is supposed to be until Ben Affleck wore the cowl. Yeah, no kidding. But at least he doesn't just keep punching him like the worst. This is... I'm. We're done. We're done reading this because he just... Yeah, stupid. Okay, I'm I'm I can get behind this headline. Blue Beetle is the best possible movie for the new DC universe, uh, and here's why. I agree. Uh, although I don't think it's going to work out the way we think it will, I think it is still going to be good. <clears throat> so. The article goes on. Everyone who's watched the DC Universe try and fail over the past several years, and it might be because it's been time to leave behind the dark and gritty universe that Zack Snyder built. A long past time, even. Uh, nothing against Snyder, but DC is badly in need of a resurgence, and Blue Beetle could be the movie to reset things in a more positive way. James Gunn and Peter Safran did announce their upcoming slate of movies and canceled many others, though Blue Beetle was confirmed to be released by Gunn himself. Blue Beetle is quite a storied DC character that has gone through many iterations, but like most of the characters in the expansive DC universe, much like most of the characters in the expansive DC universe. However, the world can now see... Excuse me. A new hero that doesn't outright have ties to Batman, Superman, and the rest of the Justice League. Yes, I think that that is a very fantastic point, and thank you very much, Giant Freaking Robot, for pointing it out. Uh, that is not to say that Blue Beetle doesn't eventually have all that. 
as he is inducted into the Justice League, but seeing his journey there might be worth watching. Uh-huh. <laughs> DC Universe has been so hellbent on wanting to bring in the same core Justice League members repeatedly, which isn't a terrible idea, but the formula has been lacking from the beginning. Instead of attempting to copy Marvel's success, DC should have been focusing on solo stories that mean more. Enter Blue Beetle. The character is a lesser-known hero to the casual superhero movie watchers, but big enough of a draw for comic readers that we believe the movie will do quite well. Again, I'm totally on board with this. Also, it has been established that Booster Gold series will be in the works, and one of Blue Beagle's biggest allies is the Gold Man himself. Yes. It appears that James Gunn and Peter Safran might be doing something that Marvel was not quite has not quite accomplished that well yet, and that is to combine the efforts of their shows and movies together. Gunn has confirmed that their D- new DC plan will combine all of the storylines from movies, shows, and even video games. This new plan is going to start with Blue Beetle being released, which is the best possible movie DC. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just a lot of fluff. Here we go. Zola Maradwenya uh, is also a fantastic actor, gained following blah, blah, blah from Cobra Kai. James Gunn knows. All right. Blue Beetle features a great story that revolves around a mystical scarab that is attached to Jamie Reyes's bo- Jaime Reyes's body, leaving him with superpowers, which is great. His back and forth with the suit. I love it. Uh, the backstory of the scarab's origin can certainly be described in the new movie. And the passing of the torch happening from previous Blue Beetle heroes, Dan Garrett and Ted Kord, which we are going to get some sort of reference to Ted Kord because we already his wife has been cast. I can't think remember who it was that was cast, but she's supposedly going to be the villain. Uh, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer? No, it can't be Michelle Pfeiffer. Whatever. Blue Beetle is also releasing on August 18th, 2023, which is the perfect time for the summer blockbuster cinema runs. DC needs a fun movie to break up the mess and monotony of the Snyderverse. Uh, sometimes the world needs to be able to just follow along with the fun story and not be bogged down by loss of grief. Yes. Uh, the other thing that I think they're missing is the actual character of Jaime uh, being a kid kind of puts it into a a great spot as far as um ratings go so because he's like a teenager he's an older teenager it's not likely that there's going to be any kind of r rating actually if you read any blue beetle if you're familiar with character r rating would be out of character uh pg-13 even slightly a bit of a stretch if only for violence and maybe mild language um it's not something that the fans are expecting to be dark it's not something that the fans are expecting to be um vulgar in any way so that is gonna help it immensely as well yeah i just i think all of that is fantastic and i love it and we're just gonna move right along it is now 8 30 so we've got we're gonna switch over to music stuff there's some music we gotta get out of the way and then we're going to take our break and i'm gonna try and figure out what the heck is going on with my capture card Mastodon aiming to release new song this year. Might get weird with future material. Ooh, let's check that out. We've, quote, we've talked about doing a punk rock album where it's much quicker, faster, straight to the punch kind of really fast music. I That would be a lot more in line with the early uh, Mastodon, which is the stuff I far prefer. The new stuff is good as well, but I definitely prefer the first couple of records to the most recent few records. 
an interview with Metal Voice. Oh, excuse me. <clears throat> uh, is there is there new Mastodon in our immediate future? According to guitarist and vocalist Bill Kelleher, there might be. In an interview with the Metal Voice, Kelleher said he'd like to like to get a new song out sometime either before or during Mastodon's upcoming tour with Gojira and Lorna Shore. Already have my tickets. Thank you very much. Kelleher said he's always writing new music and now owns his own studio, so getting a song written recorded isn't out of the question. Yeah, there's no, there's like no shutoff valve writing and riff writing and stuff like that, he said. It's always happening. I'm always writing. 75% of my day, I'm usually playing guitar and I'm always writing stuff. I got lots of ideas. We're trying to be ambitious enough to write a song before we leave for this tour. Oh, that's cool. And we've come, uh, have it come out at some point during the tour before the tour or in between the two legs. I'm always assembling riffs. I've got a few skeleton ideas. I'm definitely eager and really ready to get started writing the next record. There's no shortage of ideas. I love you, Bill. I love you, Bill Kelleher. You're so great. We still have a lot of creativity left in our band. We're all 100% committed to our band. As soon as we get home from the touring cycle, I'm ready to show the guys some of the stuff I got. When asked what genre the new song might be or if Mastodon would ever change direction into something completely new, Kelleher gave a surprising answer. Kelleher said Mastodon has talked about doing everything from straight up punk album to some more ambient stuff, later adding that the band has a lot of stuff on the horizon. I don't know. I mean, we've talked about doing like punk rock album where it's much quicker, faster, straight to the punch, kind of really fast music. We've talked about doing that. We've talked about rock operas. We talked about, we, I mean, they've already done rock opera. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> the story of Ahab and the West. Uh, we've talked about soundscapes. There's still a lot of stuff that we have to explore, and there's a lot of places in the planet we haven't been yet. We're not throwing in the towel by any means. we got a lot of stuff on the horizon and things we need to check off the list. That is cool. Yeah, uh, tickets on sale now if you do not already have them for the Mastodon, Gojira, and Lorna Shore concerts because yes, please, and thank you. That's going to be awesome. And there is the actual interview itself. Metal Voice on the YouTubes apparently and Bill in his car <laughs> of course he is Fear Factory unveil oh yeah uh, this is something that we will be talking about next week for sure but Fear Factory is going to be unveiling their new vocalist which is good because they're about to go out on tour with Static X and Dope um yeah that's it the, the the announcement's coming next week we'll talk about it in the regular episode next week um code orange oh new album why did i not know this oh no we talked about them recording in the studio didn't we what is really underneath no kidding oh we're gonna have a lot to talk about in the next regular episode <laughs> more music baby code orange is back with a brand new album called what is really underneath alongside a short film of the same name what is really underneath is a companion album to 2020s underneath and it's billed as part remix part soundtrack interesting so expect some bits of underneath that you know uh, and some bits you've never heard before and loads of creepy atmospheres as you descend because that is uh, probably the biggest reason why I love this band because they do atmosphere and industrial so well with their hardcore inspired uh, metal quote for me the story of the album is a Dante's Inferno-esque thing in which this mud man is essentially traveling to hell 
to this cold metal place in hopes of meeting his maker and getting some sense of forgiveness or repentance, said Code Orange frontman Jamie Morgan in an interview with Craig. As he travels down, he's being taken through memories, nightmares, and ideas. He's being taken through his own mind. He's being forced to watch things he's done that aren't good. He's being shown amazing moments, and in the end, he does meet his maker, and I'll leave it open-ended as to what happens. The short film is scored by selections from the album and was brought into existence by Code Orange keyboardist and guitarist Eric Balderos, nicknamed Shade. The film quite literally took over 2,000 hours to create and much like everything Code Orange does is visually stunning in that early days of the digital world kind of way. Uh, I don't know if stunning is exactly the best describer for their visuals. Uh, uh, Arresting is a good way to say that. Uh, finally, Code Orange has launched a virtual reality game on their website. So what's next for Code Orange? In the same interview, Morgan notes that it'll be as abrasive as ever. Of course it will. Because that's the other reason why I love those guys. T-Pain will cover Black Sabbath and Journey on his upcoming album. Oh boy. Ghost is going to kill Papa Emeritus for this year. Says Jesus is coming. Oh boy. Mike Shinoda discusses Chester Bennington recently discovering a Meteor Meteor song. Botch announces reunions are... Okay, we got dates. We got dates. Talking Botch. Botch has slowly been coming back over the past several months. It all started back in August with a reissue of We Are the Romans, including a new song called 122, which was our recommendation for music last week. You should be listening to it. It's great. Uh, this week's recommendations will be up on the Clips channel soon. Uh, then there was the reunion show in Washington, which expanded into three to accommodate high demand because Botch is amazing. Uh, now, after a second reissue campaign for American Nervoso record, the, the American Nervoso record, Botch has announced a handful of reunion tour dates for later this year. The band also notes on their Instagram that, quote, more shows may be added in other places at some point or not. <laughs> Given how the reunion show tor- turned into three and now there's a tour, I think it might be safe to assume that there will be more. All right. So where are they going? Portland, 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 Chicago, Chicago, Austin, Denver. Uh, December 21st, November, New York, Baltimore, Philadelphia, Boston again, LA, Santa Ana, and San Francisco. Oh man, that's going to be, that's going to be a crazy damn show. I don't care who else is on the bill. That's going to be a crazy damn show. Love it. Love to see it. Love to see the dudes in botch back at it again. Marty Friedman, blah, blah, blah. Um... <laughs> Rolling Stone put Metallica's Saint Anger on their 50 Genuinely Horrible Albums by Brilliant Artists list. That's funny. Uh, Cal Decapitation, new single, Eat Your, or We Eat Our Young, is definitely brutal. Uh, I honestly feel like... I think I accidentally just watched the video for this. Yes, I did. Okay, that explains what that was. Um... This is a band that's been around for a long time, and this new single feels legitimately like fresh and relevant. And I don't agree with Cattle Decapitation's personal politics, but man, they make some great, great music. Um, Anthrax cover Domination with Rex Brown, Live Nation tickets. What? All right, so let's get into this, shall we? 
So the Ticketmaster lawsuit has apparently been settled. and Or not settled, but won by Ticketmaster. Ticketmaster, known formally as Live Nation Entertainment, after their 2010 merger with Live Nation, has won a lawsuit filed against them by consumers thanks to their terms and conditions. The antitrust lawsuit was filed in the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals and was ruled against by a judge who said the lawsuit belongs in arbitration rather than in court. Ruling stems from Live Nation's entertainment's terms and conditions which states that claims against the company in this matter can only be settled by arbitration, not by a judge in court. So basically, that's a little I agree box you checked when you bought your last round of concert tickets. Really? Holly Reporter explains the arbitrator situation as such. Quote, companies typically prefer arbitration because plaintiffs can't team up and leverage others' claims to negotiate big money settlements. Attorneys representing ticket purchasers in the suit may turn to filing arbitration claims in mass. The tactic has been used against companies that enforce such agreements. Under most policies, companies are required to pay legal fees for the proceedings. U.S. Senate Antitrust Panel Senator Amy Klobuchar, acting as the chair, began hearings in 22 on a lack of competition in the ticketing industry brought to the head by the recent Taylor Swift ticketing debacle. Yes, we talked about it on the channel. On top of that, there's also recent uh, formation of the Breakup Ticketmaster Coalition. The coalition is made up of American Economic Liberties Project, Sports Fan Coalition, Fight Corporate Monopolies, More Perfect Union, Fan Freedom, the Consumer Federation of America, the National Consumers League, oh, it's a lot of places, and the Artist Rights Alliance and seeks to end the company's massive hold in the uh, ticketing industry. Quote, Live Nation and Ticketmaster merged in 2010. Despite promises of increased competition and consumer benefit, they now control 70% primary ticketing and live event venues market. They're hiking up ticket prices, charging ripoff junk fees, and exploiting artists, independent venues, and fans. The Department of Justice can reverse this merger and bring competition back to the industry. Help us demand that they do. Legal document enclosed. So that is still... So the antitrust part is still... Uh, potentially going to go up in front of court. However, the uh, lawsuit is what got thrown out. So there's still hope. <laughs> oh man, that's that's ridiculous. The ocean fights the aging process and new single parabiosis. Ooh, more stuff we're going to be talking about on Wednesday. Periphery video sleep token we're gonna get into that street tombs blah 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 yeah all right well that i believe is all we have for the news portion nerds dark thrones black metal classic under funeral moon turns 30 i'm old <laughs> that's what we got for the news nerds let's uh let's go back to streaming software so we can do the hold oh uh thank you for i i literally just saw that you you stopped by chris thank you so much bud for for swinging by checking things out appreciate you man always awesome to see you i hope you are safe in wherever you have you gotta be uh this evening but yeah, that's where we are for the news nerds. So 
that being said, I want to thank you very much. We're going to switch over to this guy. Thank you very much, nerds. I got Do I got stuff on my face? <laughs> thank you very much for joining me uh, for the news portion. Uh, those of you who are lurking in chat but are not talking like my man Chris is, uh, you are welcome to stay stick around and and we're going to be coming back for some gaming hopefully everything has updated uh, and and uh, we should be good to go there um if you are listening in post this is where the news show ends and i appreciate you don't forget to join on wednesday assuming i can get it up before midnight <laughs> wednesday is the regularly scheduled normal show this week the normal show should be uh without too many hiccups uh there will be some scheduling conflicts like i said at the beginning of tonight's broadcast but uh by and large there should still be a show and yeah i i i, I love your faces nerds we will see you in the next one before we go from here again those of you who are lurking in chat stick around we got gaming and uh, more stuff to talk about but for those of the rest of you we're ending it here and that means always always remember that if it's generally nerdy it's probably here